Give me a beat. Yo, yo, listen in. You're supposed to keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up uh, with Hammer Bros? Uh, howdy, howdy. Howdy, howdy. You're listening to the Canadian Artist Podcast. Canadian Artist Podcast. Uh, I was going to do a sweet uh, freestyle there, but... Uh, Sorry, I cut the beat on yeah, you. You can't do that. I'm not good at beatboxing. I didn't even want to do it for that long. No, I'll beatbox and you rap. You want to no, do that? I don't want to do that on on, on uh, not camera, but on on microphone. Uh, That's a hidden thing. I do that in my spare time. I've heard it, folks. <laughs> it's, it's not bad. Thank you. I appreciate. But that. is beatboxing good? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. We don't. <laughs> what have uh, you been up to uh, since these last two weeks? Um, nothing much. Just been you know hanging out, working hard, working on uh, some music for some people. As yeah, you're, you've yeah, been you're hearing, sure. yeah, and yeah. Uh, you'll possibly get to hear some more as like finish it up. Yeah. Um, been working on a bunch of stuff for Maple Syrup Records. For people who don't know, I'm uh, I'm the owner of Maple Syrup Records. Uh emerging music publication service out of Hamilton. We do a bunch of different music services and event stuff. Um, so I've been working a bunch on that. And, uh, you know, that's been keeping me busy because I have to do all of it with my... But, like, I have a partner, but, like, beyond that, it's, you know, most of the time is spent me doing it. And if me if I'm not Ooh, doing it... Ooh, shots fired at the partner. <laughs> no, no, no. But, like, I mean, just, like, no. We we obviously split, our, split up the task, but, you know, it's a lot of day-to-day, just the same thing. And, Talking to people and emailing and all that ooh, jazz, right? Keeping ooh, it going. the connections. You gotta, you gotta try because hate that stuff, man. <laughs> I hate it. Absolutely hate it. Uh, I don't know. It's been, I've been, I like it because you know I, we've been doing the, we've been working on the podcast stuff, and I've been doing, uh, I'm teaching that course at RAC still. So, um, you know, constantly looking up stuff for related to the industry and for business stuff is actually pretty interesting and really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just sometimes like super boring. <laughs> networking, networking, that's what it is. Yeah, but it's good and it and it's super needed and I feel like, you know, we can always be doing more of that. So I don't know. That's kind of what I've been up to. What have you been doing? I just did a country gig. Yeah, man. It was pretty pretty sweet. Uh, the bass player had a digital amp. Have you What do you mean a digital amp? Like, a, like the head, a, the head, digital head for his Oh, that's his not that's yeah, that's been a thing. What, what, yeah, what, what was the, it a TC? Do I don't know what it was. It was small and silver. Could have been a TC, could have been a Do you like trainer? those what's what's The class D amplifiers? Um you, there's mixed thoughts. I like it cuz they're small and portable. Oh, it was super small, man. It was like a freaking iPad. And it probably sounded great, right? Yeah, it sounded good. Well, it's a small venue, but it sounded good. Yeah, the bass he had was what was blowing me away. It was the neck on it was bigger than my arm. It was a six string bass. Oh wow! And it was like this thick. How like a tree trunk? Yeah. How the heck does someone play that? Yeah, I don't understand. It was literally people... like he had a plank of wood that he was trying to. I don't understand good. how people play those massive basses. Like I have a five string and it's got like a speed neck on it, it's like a thin neck, and I still find it. It was thick. It was literally. There's tree branches in my <laughs> my yard that don't even compare. <laughs> and then I also found out, fun fact, that uh, DI boxes, man, are amazing. For yeah, that's for, true. But for, for live, live, for live stuff, it is Just in general. Yeah, for bass, mic. Uh, oh yeah, guitar. Dude, oh my everything. gosh. Oh yeah. Jeez Louise. Oh man. Like I've well, always, welcome to the party. I've appreciated it, but like. It was a scenario where I was using it for an MP3 player, like a, a oh, weird okay. thing. And it was like the difference was amazing. So I started doing like research on them because it's like, my goodness, like I'm stocking up on DI boxes because yeah. it was a scenario where uh, 
some people didn't have a DI box. Normally, um, used to people having DI boxes, right? Like, yeah. Well, that's what I was. I was yeah. gonna say every gig to I show. You if, should, if there you isn't a few, I'm gonna be like, um, but you should. The artist should proper etiquette. Artist. Should it depends have. if it's a venue. If it's a venue, no. A venue, oh, okay. the, the venue should have the DIs. That's what you feel. Okay. Yeah. See, if, I would it's, say- if it's a if it's a venue, like if you host music there more than four times a week or like three times, okay. you should have the gear to be able to host venue. And like DIs are not expensive. As a person, someone who plays around town, yeah. I think it's I think it's I guess you're right. You if you're the be artist, safe and sorry, right? Break. Like we do that, we bring a lot. Exactly, of our you own have stuff. no idea what type of DI box you're gonna have. But I the... prefer if it was the opposite way, whereas it's more like they have. You got more than enough DI, so you can go to. A venue wow, opposites opposite. again, eh? We're totally opposite on yeah. that one. Well, like I don't. I, that's just for venues. If it's a restaurant or you're playing at somewhere else or a bar or whatever, that's not just for that. Or that, then I think that's that's totally. I'm, valid. I'm just saying. I think every musician. Yeah, you should should have, you should have, have a few at least. Yeah. I have like, or one, have like at least at least one. I have yeah. like three, and that's just one for bass. Do you know who the top company is for DI boxes? Yeah, it's like they have the big letters, but I don't know what the name is. I think I know who it is. Who is it? It's Radial Engineering. Yeah, I was gonna say it's. Radial. I don't know. Is it Radial? Radial. No, Radial sounds about right. But did you know this? They're Canadian, dude. No, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, that's they're cool. a Canadian company, so that's why I thought it was a good little segue in because i yeah that's awesome yeah like the best di box like you look anywhere online everyone's saying like everyone uses radio yeah uses that company's di box crazy so damn and they're much cheaper here than they are if you were to order them somewhere else yeah yeah. yeah. but i'm sure the states would use their own stuff for sure no 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 they're in this the people in the states want them too but over in the states it's seemed expensive right because oh, it's probably deemed like boutique because yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. Awesome, See, Canada right? comes out advantage for some exactly stuff. not so everything. <laughs> I thought it was yeah, but I thought it was pretty cool. That is cool. That is so really cool. There's a uh, rack mount eight channel di. Now you say you're playing country. Were you like actually playing country or like I had to DJ country music. Oh, you were DJing, and then the there was and then there, and then there and then there was a, a live band. Cool. Did you I DJ the party? Or like the dance, or did yeah, they... man, the the hoedown. Was there a hoedown? There was a ho. People it was down? called a hoedown. Yeah, nice. Well, that's good to I hear. Getting back on the DJ saddles with some country music. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, just uh, just segueing a little bit out of there. To the, yeah, let's uh, go. Let's go to music. To, uh, talking music. about a little bit of biz. Yeah. No, it's not always the funnest topic, but um, this is normally the point of the podcast where I take a nap. Yeah, Nick usually sleeps here, and we'll start nice and sleepy just for him. Uh, I just gotta watch out for the freaking mice or no, whatever gnats or whatever they're bleas that the gnats because of Natalie. Gnats. Oh, <laughs> Nick is just a regular Thor burner over here. Oh, <laughs> Thor burner. Oh, <laughs> no one else will get that section right there. But his last good. name's Thorburn. <laughs> Everyone's informed. And his girlfriend's name is Natalie. Boom. And his cat has gnats. <laughs> no, it's it's fleas. Isn't another name for flea gnats? No, I don't. It could be actually. I could be very yeah. wrong. Um, There's gnats all over the place. Okay, continue. <laughs> Nick is getting tired. You can tell. Um, Facebook launched uh, Facebook Watch. It's competing with YouTube now. What? Um, they're trying to. Uh, Facebook just needs to give up and go home. <laughs> Pack your bags. Your time is done. Jeez. 
Facebook's gonna... having a rough go. I do feel like because for even for music and event stuff now, I use it because I have to because everyone's still there. But I feel like if one thing comes that's more encompassing than Facebook, everyone's going to Snapchat, it. baby. Snapchat. Oh, see, Snapchat and Instagram can't take over because they Snapchat don't. Snapchat is self-explanatory. Snapchat you and Instagram snap are garbage you on your PC, though. And that's the problem. You oh, know where you Facebook gets good? everybody? Because they sit on your computer all day. They don't sit on their phone. People think it's people sitting I, on their phone. It's sitting on their computer. No, phone. They use their phone as a computer. Yeah, yeah but a lot of it is you can sit on your desktop. Anyway, so they're, they're, they're playing videos now on YouTube? No, they have their own um, like YouTube-like service. Where you can watch everything. So Facebook's gonna have like you can basically be on YouTube. Watch, I'm gonna Snapchat you right now. Basically yeah. gonna be on Facebook <laughs> through YouTube and like Netflix, you can customize your habits. So like they're gonna be like, yeah, we know what you watch. Uh, yeah, I'm not down with it. Not not down. <laughs> um, Look, I just made a Snapchat. Look, this is great. Nick is uh, social media while we're podcasting today. Yeah. Future ready. Well, this is just, this is College my own. This say. is my own Snapchat, so it doesn't. Oh, okay. no one so it's not it. business related. So I'm gonna move on. Um, title, you know, title of the stream service. Yeah. Um, they got their fourth CEO in two years. So they're struggling over there a little bit. Where's Jay Z at? <laughs> so Hove, where's Hove at? <laughs> Which honestly sucks because if you remember when we were talking about Spotify, it was really good. Yeah. Um, title has the best um financial uh, return for artists. So it's unfortunate that, you know, they're not seeing a lot of success, but it's a lot to do with their membership requirements. Spotify has a free area, which is just hard to compete with. Where uh, is Hove, though? What's what's Hove in all of this? What do you mean? Title is owned by Jay-Z. Yeah. A- AKA Hove, right? Is, is yeah. That how they go? What yeah. happened? I thought they had this huge live stream thing and they had like all like... Look at the size of our dick. We're the title team. We're gonna destroy all the other streaming businesses, and then nothing. Like what was that? Do you remember that? I do. I remember yeah. I stayed well, up. and that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like it sucks because like they do have the best platform for artists, but it's just not enticing to to the general consumer. It's enticing to Kanye. Kanye was like, I'm only yeah, but Trump's enticing to Kanye. So like. No, Kanye doesn't like Trump. They just met, didn't they? No, he likes Trump. No, they are? Dude, he said stuff about him at his shows and whatnot. Really? Yeah, he was showing support. Are you sure he wasn't joking? Because he is a good jokester. Like, yeah, he, he's he, a jokester. Kanye <laughs> jokes so hard that people... Take him believe. seriously when he's not when he's joking? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but the time... So, what, you think the wave's going to go down? I think... <laughs> I think, so many puns I, I this think, is like how many puns have we had right now i think we're gonna hit the world record um i think that it's a it's it's not good but i think there's gonna be so many different streaming companies that come up and down the platform's gonna be like streaming is gonna go right up. right now fun fact i was uh downloading albums and the first thing that comes up now you know how it always gives you the options the first thing that comes up now is spotify yeah, it, it's not. It used to be like iTunes, and that's done because they choose whichever one people are picking the most. So on that note, I have a little bit of a Spotify, not an update, but like something about Spotify that was in the news. Spotify just hit 60 million subscribers. Those are paid. That's, you know why? It's because of us, man. Yeah, I know. It's literally because of that last Spotify. Podcast. Get at us. We do they have podcasts on Spotify yet? They do. We should try to get up in that. Yeah, let's get up in there. Mm. Um, they've been increasing at 2 million per month. Dang. Isn't that crazy? Like to me, every to me, I'm like everybody knows about Spotify, but really, a I lot of people who are it, yeah. super 
like a lot of people who aren't super into music don't really know about it because they're not idiots looking. Like myself, I have no idea. Exactly I, right. So there's <laughs> there's so many people who are still going to get it, and think of how many people are still going to get it. Wait till they find a way to be more approachable to the older demographic too, right? Of when, music listeners. My question is though, are they still? Because uh, in the first episode we discussed how they treat artists fairly for their material and paying them. Um, do you think they'll still keep that? With yeah, I think that's the definition of their. Like, I think that's their their business model. Uh, it, it wasn't at the start because there was some rockiness with Spotify. They were, but the then start. they quickly realized that they had to do it to be able to. T- they had to be very on the payouts to be taken seriously. A lot though mm-hmm. comes from the back end of artists not doing the right processes either when trying to sell their music, right? Because a lot of people don't do. They don't cover the back end well, and then if you if you go to get paid and get your money, and there's one blip in the process, they can just be like, "We're not paying you." You gotta price. always cover that back gotta, end, man. Gotta cover that back end. Gotta be serious. <laughs> um, um, they, no, but do you think Spotify would buy title? They emerge. I could see it more likely Spotify getting bought out by someone bigger, like. Spotify is going to outgrow I, iTunes. 100%. Okay, so on that note, Spotify, another wow. Okay. Spotify hit fifty million in March. Yeah. Okay. Then they hit. So now we're in August, and now they just mm-hmm. hit sixty million. So mm-hmm. that's ten million in a couple months. Um, they just out by doing that, they outperformed Apple they, officially. Oh, okay. It's official. Um, and they have a. The reason they did that is because they have one hundred forty million active users, consistently. Um. Despite despite all the uh, all the breaks, they've had an impressive ability to convert users to paid subscribers. That's the most impressive thing on a business note that people have been talking mm-hmm. about is that that they have 145 million active users, but they have 60 million people who are paying, and that's rising two million per month. Wow! So Spotify's killing it. Just an update from what we were talking about last time. Yeah, there's there's a, a sweet app by Serato, uh, one of the DJing softwares, um, and they have an app for your iPhone, iPad, i whatever you got, um, and it's called Pyro, and it actually connects. If you have a premium Spotify account, it connects to it, and it like does like a whole custom mix for you, like with the BPMs synced, and it transitions so, them. Wow. It's amazing, yeah. So amazing, that's cool. It's called Pyro, nice. done by Serato. Right, if you like want to cheap out on your wedding and you want to get like a mix and you don't have to hire a DJ, exactly, dude. But the thing is with Spotify is then it does the mix and it then it pays all those. Uh, that's the great thing I love yeah. about advertising any of the spot, like even the like the hashtag ham on playlist yeah. or whatever, right? Like even having that, um, like I said, gives to the local artists. It's so easy to you know give. Well, pack. that's the thing you could click. So on this app, you can click the Hamilton playlist. And it would then do like a sweet like mix of them all based on their BPMs. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, see, see, I almost want to just prep one of those. Right? It's very like cool. That. Yeah. That's really cool. And then just give the iP- a little iPad mini, uh, iPod mini to uh, store owners and be like, yo, play this. Yeah. That's the, and that's the real thing. Once you get the, once you can get the store owners involved, the people who actually have customers coming in all the time, like that's what they might go the crazy. They might be like, okay, auto belays. We've had enough of Uncle Furious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the opening track. Every time it resets, it's like, I've heard this. No, it becomes no, like a radio station. So yeah, but, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, if you make the playlist, you can have like a you, the monthly playlist and then take the monthly cool. play- playlist and then put it into like a year playlist and then just a massive playlist. Yeah, so right. you can vary it a lot. Yeah, man. That's sick. 
That's super cool. Um, the last thing I uh, I was looking up, um, have you ever heard of Lander or Cloud Bounce? They're both mastering services online. There's been a big talk about them recently mm-hmm. because you can like drop your track on the service. Like, you want to look at bring it up on here quick? I'm Let's good. I'll, you just you just tell me and I'll listen. Um, <laughs> no, just because like it's right away. Like the first screen is like right into it. I think you can get it's. I think it's four ninety nine for a mastered track. Okay, and you just drop the track in. It goes to some engineer somewhere who's yep. registered on the site, and then they send it back. And what's the scuttlebutt? Of- uh, there's two main companies, Lander and Cloudbounce. People are saying this is the future of mastering. They're they're saying that if you can be an engineer or a mastering, uh, sorry, uh, mastering engineer, recording engineer, um, if you can go on there, post that you're can do these certain genres, these things, and someone hires you for that purpose, um, they're saying that it's going to eliminate the need to individually use those services because it's often really hard to find someone to master your tracks right i don't know someone i would say this is going to be big for this type of service has been around for like you just send your files to a company and then they do it on location they could be but the thing is here is that you can not you can be a freelancer yeah that's cool i don't know the price though like you're saying 499 a track i don't know for people that like how do you get how do you land a job with this company? You, uh, I'm not too sure. I didn't see. That's why I didn't look too much into. It. I just took a general. Yeah, statement. and like artists aren't going to use it. the only people that are going to be using this service are going to be. They're going to be like consumers or people getting into it. If people trying it out, I don't think it's going to be that big. It, you can't. Yeah, I don't know. The I only, think the only I think reason why is because a lot of people attempt to master on their own now, right? And a lot of people. Well, do. that's the thing. I think it'll eliminate that learning part which sucks for the artist because it's good to to learn mastering um but it's also good to get at least somewhat of a good master out there but again you got to work with the person who's mastering you got to be on location when they're mastering your music in order to get the sound you want because the person that masters your album is having a creative influence on your album as well yeah see i've and i've always thought that Right. So if you are getting someone to master it for you, you the artist should at least be in the room so it can be some sort of a collaboration. Yeah. You can't do enough. that through online. You can give it to this one guy and he has a different or, or girl and they have a different vision of the song of then of what you've given them, right? Yeah, fair enough. And that's why it's also good to mix yourself because if you mix yourself and then you rent a studio and then you use their mixing console, which I think Mixing consoles are kind of obsolete now, unless you really want the the vintage sound of things. Because the it, physical it does, ability it to does, turn up, yeah, it does warm it up a little bit. Uh, the the circuitry inside of it, um, especially the vintage stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. like uh, again, I think it's going to be more individual people learning to master stuff because that's going to give that creative edge. Yeah, or people that work side by side like our favorite drake and who's the guy that he 40. works with yeah 40 right because he the, those two again you need a collaborative duo that has that the mastering because i think mastering has a, a large impact that people don't realize on music that causes um the whole vibe of of a song yeah without really knowing especially it. now is the i don't know one of the biggest defining points in the songs Especially like when you get into production that is like 
you know, really over the top and really has like a lot of layers to it, yes. right? Like, like what you were, like what we're going to talk today's, about today, yeah, today's right? Yeah. Album. Let's, like let's that, talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, hopefully like this, that was a perfect example. That wasn't too open ended, was it? Do you think? No, it was perfect. No, um, <laughs> no it was good. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, speaking of. Uh, so who, we, who do we got today? Today, now I don't know if I'm pronouncing the name correctly, but I have been a I fan of this artist. I have no idea either. It's spelt O U R I. So I would say Yuri. Or Oyuri? That's my middle name, Yuri. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe. Why you are. Um, And it is... It is. (laughs) The album is... It is. (laughs) The album's superficial. It's not. uh, From... That's the name of the album. (laughs) You can find it on SoundCloud, iTunes... Spotify! Is it on Spotify? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just Um, saying. But it is a female producer from Montreal. Oh. Okay, so here, first of all, I was trying show, to guess all this stuff earlier, you, but yeah. I was, well, I'm going to do it in front of you guys. So here's a photo of, currently, of the artist. Killer. It's, yeah, yeah, you know, classic producer looking with... Uh, She's, I was going to say, just repping the... Moog, like, Moog repping the system, fatty Adidas. The synths, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just rocking the producer grill, I like it. Um... So uh, a little bit of back history of her. She's a classically trained musician. Okay, so this might factor into yep, what we'll talk about. This makes sense. Um, she was trained in piano, harp, and cello. Wow. Um, so she normally very... That's basically what she did, but then she slowly got into uh, this rhythmic abstract style of what she's doing now, this electronic stuff. Cool. So, so she kind of started off like you, very classical, and now she's doing productions. Nice. Yeah. She um, learned. She, yeah. As, I feel like 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 I came from jazz. She came from classical. A lot of people come from stuff like that. I think if, as long as you have some traditional elements to your playing, it, it helps for grounding, I guess. Yeah. I just thought that was useful information because uh, – as we were listening to it, it had a much more uh, organic sound. I felt it had an organic yeah. sound to it, which now makes sense. I said to Justin while we were listening, I said, I'm pretty sure most of this is uh, analog. So that would mean even the string stuff, too. Yeah, uh, she's which, all, which she's blew my a, mind. Yeah. I can't believe it. You shouldn't have told me. I would have, then Sorry. you should have asked me on the podcast yeah. and made me look down. Because so so I thought it would have been, because I didn't know that. So let's do the first track, uh, well, Distracted well, I When I just want to make the point. When you're dancing. I just want to make the point, though, before we continue. Is I do think it is important for the having actually being trained professionally musically. Yeah, absolutely. Right? It gives you, like I said, it gives you a grounding to be able to experiment on. Yeah, because I know a lot now. There are yes, there are people who are great at doing production, and it's a, just a gift, right? Mm, absolutely. But yeah. also the people that are trained technically as well, like. You can you can tell the difference. Yeah, there's a yeah. <laughs> true, yeah. As you'll see. So as we were talking earlier to segue into this album about uh, mastering and production, I think we both of us can say hands down the mastering of this whole album is amazing. Yeah, the sonic the sonic scope of the whole record is just ridiculous. Let's let's get in the first. So yeah, track. let's so go to distracted when you're dancing. What'd you, yeah, what were your thoughts? I the percussion to the max. I said for this track, this is track number one, and as what I just said, it was mixed. So well, like yeah, so good. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, there was I. I wrote here opened with a massive synth groove, and I wrote smooth yet glitchy. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, felt yeah. like very calming, yet it still was very like 
I wrote I wrote crazy rhythmic feels. Yeah, I wrote it was kind of like a Apex Twin, his crazier stuff, but like chilled out. Yeah, I totally hear right? that. Like he, I heard, um, oh, what's the place? There's this Canadian who does music similar to Apex. It's really like abstract. Oh, I'm not gonna remember it for now. Sorry, continue what you're saying. It might be Nick Thorburn, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's like because Apex Twin also does the nice melodic stuff too, right? The chill stuff. Yeah. But this is like really intense, but very mellow and chill. So yeah, it was cool. intense yet calming. It was very strange mixture of both. Track number two, or you yeah, no, that's all I had on the first one. Yeah, it, again, like that's good. If we're if we aren't saying much, that's no, I was good. gonna say like we're pretty sure. Sh- like I don't feel like I'm almost nervous. And remember, everything done on that track was by one person. So yeah, that's what I was. I was because when you when I was asking if it's a he, she, or they, yeah, like, like a group. Is it a group or whatever? And you were like kind of not hinting. I was like, I feel like if this is a group, this must be a really toxic environment. Yeah. Cause like, there's no way you could all agree on all those little triplets mm-hmm. and like random things. Cause like there was so much going on to be able to be like each specific thing. But on that note, the second song. So it, I thought it felt really hypnotic. So, second song is called Adum. Adun. And I thought, yeah. So I thought it was really hypnotic and dense. Like I thought the sonic space was yeah, super dense. I said it was beautifully haunting. Yeah, there you go. That's and, nice. and the vocals in this song, there was vocals in it that were used so well, like an instrument rather than. It wasn't like singing. It was. Yeah, I wrote here, love the vocal gasps and whispers. All this cool stuff. I wonder if she does that or samples that. I wrote that. You know what? I I wrote that later on. I have a question about that later. Because it was all all female vocals. So I would say it's probably her. Yeah, because the whole album was like that, right? I felt like um, sonically and production wise, uh, there was like limitless space. Yeah. Like it was weird. I've never, I'd only listened, like, the only other person I can think of like that is Eamon Tobin. When I listen to Eamon Tobin, I get this, this, like, oh, there can be music anywhere, mm-hmm. and I can't tell how deep it goes. Yeah, and I got that same vibe with this. So I really. But it didn't feel that. cluttered. No, it, it, because it has so much space. It's like it, it's like if you were a musician, if there was a band playing in a room, and you tried to fit a hundred people in the room, yeah. like it would sound like there's musician a hundred musicians playing in a room. Yeah. But if you put that same hundred musicians in a giant cave, suddenly if they're organized, that could work. Mm-hmm. do you know what i mean so it's like it's the same kind of thing and i just yeah i think it, it was crazy that she can accomplish that i, I said this was as dubstep as i get <laughs> yeah I, and it's and not and it's not yeah. very dubstep that's the funny part i wrote aggressive yet calming same kind of thing i guess yeah. with that i wrote production is immaculate yeah everything seven, i wrote like very seven lions remind me of seven lions production quality like oh yeah density of just like you're like how do you even get that much space um number I, three or you got more. My last thing was I love that there was always hinting at a break or drum and bass groove, but never went to one. Yeah, always tease, tease. Cool. It was a tease, and I wrote never predictable. Yeah, which is not I don't find with a lot of music. So, number three called Jungle. Much more aggressive drums. Woo, percussion was killing. Like yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. Like things were bouncing all crazy. over, and I loved, but not in the way that it was cluttered. It was. Clean. I wrote chaotic glitch synths, which I loved. They were so trippy and really like aggressive and intense yeah like i said happy little accident glitches but in yeah, most stuff it almost for, sounds like it's like a mistake yeah for like most stuff the glitches are like you can hear it and it's like done on purpose but here it was like it was almost by accident but then it was controlled yeah it's it was very it's yeah and the and there was like a detuned uh notes in this yeah and they didn't sound sometimes when people do that it's like ooh. 
But here it wasn't as... It wasn't as, like, ear... Yeah. <laughs> I, have a, I have a word for that, but I'm going to say... Okay. Um, I wrote, like, prog bass music. So, like, like, like what rushes to classic rock. Yep. This is to, like, EDM yep. or bass music. Or even, like, what, what we listened to Lack last week. Um, or whenever. Um, when we listened to Rez. This is, like, prog that. Oh, super! This is like Prague, Prague. Yeah, this, I was gonna say this is like this is like again. This reminds me a lot of Aim and Tobin. Just kind of like, what can I do if it's possible? Yeah. Um, and then intricate parts, and then vocal. I wrote vocal samples, maintain calming ethereal vibe while everything else was super intense. I've noticed that for a lot, all three of the songs at this point. There's always a vocal, female vocal that provides this light airiness to combat yes. all the chaos. Which, uh, number four left me. me. Yeah. Forest vibes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Forest. I was going to say at this point I was like, this album is like flowing so well together. Like yeah. normally sometimes albums are people want a different change of songs, which is good, but you have to get that to flow well, or you can do just everything flows really nicely and it's a good listening experience. I would say this was on par to like Drake's views. Yes. In right? terms of like uh coherency yeah, and how just, the album moved. Yes. Um, very emotional and atmospheric. Like this took you on like an emotional journey. Like the, it's kind of like, like an orchestra where like it went one place, it was dark. Then all of a sudden it got happy and then it was yeah it was it was a ride man yeah it was i wrote i, I thought it was like uh what the imagery i got was like fog coming into a forest that was overlooking water see and what i my favorite thing for music the re and i'm a huge fan of this artist but when i look for music music that i normally like is something that can create a visual idea in your mind nice and that's ex that's Perfect. exactly what it's done so yeah, yeah that's exactly it because I because I wrote also frosty, which kind of lends yeah, to that yeah. vibe. Um, I wrote whose vocals are all sampled. I th that's where it's this hurt. It's, came yeah, up. it's definitely because yeah. um, it was like I was like, okay, this is the fourth track with yeah. vocals. There's got to yeah. be a consistency here. Um, I love the panned hi hats. I thought they were really good. Yes, this was I guess my moment of like I'm more of a minimalist, so this that's where that'll come out for the rest of it. Yeah, like I'm good for like four, three or four tracks of intensity, and then. If I don't get, that's when you're going to see my my part of the review drop off. I wrote here ADD-friendly music. Okay. So I thought it was like a lot of stuff, like a lot of parts, more than I would place, but just a lot of parts. It was like a lot of, it was like a lot of stuff It was like six songs in one, like the uplifting. It was. Yeah, it, was. it was a lot. Um, I loved the reverb treatment on everything, like specifically in the production. It was amazing. Like that was like how there were so many different casts of reverb. It was mm -hmm. like crazy. And then I wrote unbelievable clarity and musicality in production, which makes sense that she comes from a classical background because yes. there were a lot of colored chords. There were a lot oh, of like okay. substitutions. There was a lot of moments of just tossing in like a like a uh, modulation. And I was like, oh, where, where, what? <laughs> okay. How did she do? Like, but then I was like, oh, there's, there's, if oh, she's okay, classical trained, there's, yep. there's a reason for that. So that's what I thought about that one. Check numero five o, called no fight. Now, before we, I got a question. Is this syncopation at the start there? Was that syncopation? Um, I call I call it linear drumming. So linear drumming is the idea when a drummer will be like, and so they're only hitting one drum at a time. Okay. Any drummers, if I'm getting this wrong, please just tweet into me because I'm not that sure. But I'm I'm almost 
almost positive linear drumming is like that. And this I think was doing like an electronic take on that. So it sounds like it's like a fill because only one drum is being hit at a time. There's never two drums being played at the same time. Yeah, it was, it was like at the start I was, uh, I wrote here, it makes you have to think to listen to the music. It's, it's, uh, so the, so that's the, the, the actual technical version of the style. So what I call it and what it is in modern music, I call it the broken modern hip hop beat. Okay. Yeah. But then the beat, it was like, yeah, it Every, was like, you're, you're purposefully laying out beats to sound like it's jagged. Oh, so it's like, okay. do you know what I mean? It has this like forced feeling to it. You can see it a lot into the jazz drummers who are playing hip hop jazz right now. Oh, they do it a okay. ton. Like watch Chris Dave. He's a big guy on that. A lot of these guys are doing that kind of style. So I wrote that, that it has that broken but kind of hipster hip hop beat start. Yeah. Cause, but I had like the feeling that then I thought normally you don't think much of the song title, but when it says no fight, I was like, Oh, this is kind of like, it was kind of like a fight. At it the was beginning of this rhythmically. Song, right? It was the ri- the whole, yeah. like the whole time, and then halfway through, the beat sinks in, and it's like beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> I and mean, that's what I wrote. It said it beat pushed into a really tense, laid back manner. It was like tense, but yeah. it was laid back. He, the, she always has this mixture of the vibe. It was like a, it was like a, a tango where they're like, ooh, like it was all flustered and hot, <laughs> and then they finally got together, and then they were dancing beautifully. Yeah, I would. That's <laughs> a funny way. Of <laughs> Um, vocals almost supported the beat too. I noticed that like the production is the thing. The vocals and the are vocals an instrument. Are support. Yeah. It's really different. Not many people use it like that. Odessa, remember I showed you that Odessa group? They do. They have that sound. Okay. Um, ton of color chords and some interesting chord substitutions I wrote here. Um, just Means a lot of, to me, but sweet man. <laughs> a lot of interesting chordal stuff. Um, and then it broke. I thought it breaked. It broke into a backbeat groove nicely. See, I, I said it could have blended a little better. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was liking that it like hit that. Okay. And then at the end, I wrote a high end chain smokers vocal chopped part. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's like a high end of what the vocal, like what the chain smokers do in their in their songs. But My I, sister I, made I like a chain it. smokers drum the other day. <laughs> nice. And, and she doesn't even know like superficial's the next. She track. doesn't even know what my. <laughs> My thoughts are on them. She just said like a joke. It's like, yikes, we are related. Okay. Um, <laughs> so check number six, superficial. I literally said like, this is the title track. All I could say was amazing production and the whole song was on point. Similar. Yeah. So I have some more specific elements on the track. Similar broken beat feel to the one we just listened to. Um, more of an indie sing-alongy melody. Like it was more of like a breezy Shit, am I a hipster? Calm. It was pretty indie. Um, tons of triplety hi hats and clicks. So a lot of like opposed like syncopation on the rhythm. This one it had a lot of syncopation. Um, it had a really like the way they were placed was really innovative. Like and the way the rhythms went, there was like sixty fourth note stabs and thirty second note stuff and like interacting with triplets and stuff. And it was like holy shit! Like the way you're using this is really cool. Really? Um, huh. Really smooth 808 section, which I loved. Um, reminded me as if I was swimming or momentarily weightless. Again, with another visual Yeah, there's a, they gave I me an imagery it, a lot. Um, I wrote this track, had very little aggressiveness compared to the rest of the album. Most of it had a lot more aggressiveness. This was um, calming, almost meditative. When you say aggressive, though, you mean as in noise. I just mean the vibe of the track was more like in your face, and this one was not. Uh, okay, this gotcha. one was way more laid back gotcha. and more of a listening experience. I feel like. But that was that was that for that one. 
number seven is Switchy Loco. Yeah. Uh, you want to start this one off? I said industrial vibes. I had way more random metallic, mechanical yeah, yeah. sounding percussion. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, whoa. This is like industrial, but like more organized. I don't know what I wrote here, but I feel like it says super dank. I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's the song. Oh my gosh. And uh, oh I said, gosh. I liked like in this song, like all of a sudden someone like clicked a switch and then like the beat just was like. Yeah. Right? So I wrote that wicked shuffle at four minutes. Yeah. The shuffle was gross. There was some really aggressive chords, some really dissonant, like angsty, not really what you'd expect chords that worked really well like flat twos of stuff so that's like when you take the the main chord you're playing and just raise each note that you're playing in the chord by a half step so it sounds really tense um there was like a lot of that in that part which was super this album's that technical there's a lot of stuff going on in here man there's a lot that's so you're telling me that i like the more technical stuff than i do the non-technical that is yeah you like more technical music for sure well it it makes sense if you think about it like i went to school and did all that stuff where all i experienced was all of that so now being out of school i want to just listen to simple pop songs oh you didn't do that you were listening to all the edm and all that stuff you're like i I like my four chord progression Well, now you're like, I want to hear stuff that's more interesting. I so, love you, Jenny. But I love you, Jenny. <laughs> Jumped out and bit me. <laughs> um, so that was number seven, Switchy yes. Loco. Okay, last song. Last X song. Flat. X Float. X Float. Which perfectly described the song. I called it a future orchestra. Yeah, exactly. I wrote wonderfully non-rush start and also amazing patience and musical maturity. Whoa, man! I don't even know what the heck that means, but awesome, I just, dude. Musical musical maturity is like you know when a drummer's playing a beat and he knows when the fills needed. Mm-hmm. You know when the drummer plays a beat and they don't know when the fills needed, or when they play a fill every freaking every, second, every <laughs> all, every four bars, yeah. or no, every bar, every tail end. So like that, like that. Instead, the drummer goes. My name is Nick. See what I'm saying? No, every time you try, I'm going to stop because it's awful. I'm saving all of you out there. Trust me. Um, okay, so yeah, amazing patience and musical maturity, which Nick tried I love to the have. doubling on drums. All of a sudden, like, yeah. again, there's, in all this music, it's like there's like, the best way I can explain it is from a modular standpoint, modular synthesis is where you like flick on switches, logic switches. Yeah. And it was like they were flicking on switches, flicking off switches. That's what I wrote. I said it feels like he had a ton of parts. She, and then just she, went, she, she. She, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> had a ton of parts and went through and just muted and unmuted all her yeah. stuff. It was it was awesome. Um, shuffle at 410 I wrote was fierce. Um, I, and then unique listening experience when I got to this point because it was really ethereal by the end. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. At the end of this thing, it like it would stop and you're like, oh, it's done. And then it would come yeah. back in. It, it was, just it, it was almost like you said. It's like it almost never end. I heard a lot of African rhythms in this part. Yeah, uh, I, which well, made sense when you explained her rhythmic interest afterwards. Yeah, because I I said at the end I said like listening to this is it sounds like there's a lot of culture like experiences behind this. Maybe there isn't. It'd be amazing to talk to this uh, producer, but yeah, she. I feel like she could definitely. I give feel you like some she would be amazing to talk to. Yeah, if she. Yeah, that'd be a good person to try to get in. Um, not I, even for the podcast. I just want to talk to her, like in general. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, next, next on the 
toss a tweet out. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she's from Montreal, so I uh, maybe if we had no parlay français, we could have an interview or something. Be ah, awesome. uh, I wrote hard to dislike this with a question mark. I love it. You know what I mean? It's like I feel like it'd be hard for anyone to dislike this because it's just so captivating. I feel like it could turn some people off like cuz it is different. I don't think you should listen to the whole album, but I feel like it's hard to dislike any of it in its moment. Yeah, and there's nothing that like I wouldn't like everything is on the same level. Like I wouldn't say there's a song on here that you'd be like, "Oh, this is the banger." It's no, like it, it all feels like any, the same yeah, experience. Yeah. yeah, pick any song, it all flows good. It had a really nice cinematic ending too and a great way to cap the whole outright. Yeah, we and when it ended, we were like, and breathe out. Yeah, it felt like yeah. the the relaxation. Yeah, it felt like the guided relaxation. Yeah, man. Uh, it felt good. Okay, so for my points, I wrote nine out of ten for rating. Um I just flat out loved it, man. Beautiful. Um beautiful. I wrote, I wrote amazing production, warm quality, and impressive and captivating. People listen to this album, it's please, amazing. because it blows my mind that this artist is out there and it they aren't huge. Yeah. Like I will I will lend my cons though, just to give both sides. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. I lost interest a bit because I'm more of a minimalist and yep. there's this like there's a lot always. Okay. Um, and I wrote with capitals a lot of music. <laughs> yeah. Because it was a lot for me. Yeah. Um and then I said not enough um breath minimal moments. That'd be my only concern. Or my only Complaint. Which I like breath, but for this man, I was just like, yeah, I know you, you didn't find it, but I, I found there was no moments where it was like there was just nothing happening, and like one or two things were active. It was always a lot of things were active, which is great, and I do like. But I did realize from listening to this, it just cements me more as I'm like, I really like stuff that is really open and like mm-hmm. spacey. Um, that's why, again, like I think for me, if I listened to two or three of these, I would be like, I would be happier than listening to the whole album again. I think. For me personally. Oh, see, I, I like to put... This is like something that I would listen to at least once every day. Nice. Because I just like to... It's, it's very therapeutic. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would agree with that. Good album, man. This is awesome. It's so good to listen to. Super fun. Yeah, and again, please, everyone check out Superficial by Uri. <laughs> we'll post a link so you don't have to go yeah, off, we'll off his spelling. Um, okay, so we're coming up to the end of this podcast. Yeah, man. Our, I think uh, we like almost an hour now. This is the longest one, but that's no, we're it's close. To, it's like 45. Okay. The last one. Well, now it's time for. Okay. It's time for our singles of the week. Singles of the week. Okay, I'll go first this week. Um, I got a little ditty in here from uh, actually a local bass player who's got a, I'm gonna just say favorite bass player in town for uh, Hamilton. His name's Brad Cheeseman. You're so humble. He was literally telling me earlier, he's like, I'm the best bass player there is. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> the, no one can beat me. Brad Cheeseman is such a cheese ball, you know. <laughs> <laughs> What is this? The Titans bassist can't write an album. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, I listened to it. The visuals of the art for the album is amazing. We got it. Super cool. I, it, it is on YouTube, the song that we listened to, because yeah. this album isn't even out yet. It's coming out. No, and uh, we're giving out the 25th of August is when this comes out. Are we going to um, be reviewing this? We are going to be reviewing when it comes out. So I'm really excited. We lo- I love the first tune. I thought it was great. Yeah, it was it was like we were saying about this album, uh, where you had to think about the music. Oh yeah, the I intro, felt, the drums were 
but it was a good like it made it it was like you know how you do like mind workouts it was like a good mind workout and the name of the album is like title or something or whatever. i don't know what the name of the track was it, it, but it's uh, like wave themed the tide and, turns yeah, and yeah. i felt like there was like three visual the visual it gave me was the beats were in like three separate circles and they were just constantly rotating with each other and they would go out and then they'd come into each other go out come into each other yeah it, it, it was like i know a lot of people it'll probably throw a lot of people off because it is very different um but i think it's a good like give it a try because it's yeah and and just in terms of hamilton jazz it's like definitely or just, just get out so of your comfort get out of your comfort zone in general for um for what music you listen to because this i went this is not mainstream music no um let alone that it's a local artist and probably one of the best bass players we've heard yeah yeah absolutely and it comes out again uh the 25th of august He's releasing on Bandcamp for the most part. Take it. Um, but yeah, we'll review that um, when it comes out. I'm really excited to hear it. But for now, go check out the single, pre-order it. and uh, yeah, Check out the single on YouTube and tell them that the Hammer Bros sent you. Yes, hilarious. Please do it, do it. Uh, we'll link it on our Twitter as well. Okay. Uh, what do you got for this week? Yeah, well, well, we probably already linked it. Yeah, we linked it last week. So the people will already know about it. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, but we'll link it again. Uh, mine was an oldie and a remix. Double Canadian. It's by Metric. Monster Hospital. Remixed by Mastercraft. Um, it's hard to find a good quality version out yeah, there. It's Canadian Bonanza. Yeah, it's a Can- Canadian orgy. Um, <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, Metric is a Canadian band, yep. obviously. Well, our single picks are always Canadian bands. Mastercraft is an electronic duo which is basically death from above um that's who it is yeah oh cool um and they remixed this when uh the album came out so it's an oldie you can tell it has the oldie oldie vibes the you know uh 2010 yeah ish i think might be a little later might be yeah, a little totally earlier but it definitely vibes. has that vibe but it's a goodie yeah, it's, I agree. I liked it. I thought it was really good. It was definitely nostalgic, which is crazy because it's not even that old. Yeah, it's one of my favorites that's just always on. Yeah. To listen to. It was a great track. I really liked that. Yeah, I think if you want to listen to it on YouTube, I think here, go to YouTube for a second just so people can. Because there is a version of it, like an actual version. Uh, there, that's it. Go to the. The recent the, music. No, the, the one with the one with the black and white. The girl who's in black and white. No, no. Up there. What is it? Uh, Halicon Lifestyle. There you go. Go on YouTube, search Halicon Lifestyle. That Mastercraft YouTube channel. Remix. Yeah, Mastercraft Metric Monster Hospital. We'll we'll link it too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We always link it. Yeah, we'll Twitter right. link it. But yeah, that so was it, the, man. That, that's the podcast. Hope you enjoyed uh, this this podcast with these two schmucks called the Hammer Bros. Thanks, guys. Bye bye. Bye. Oh, geez, Rick.